0: Hey Ben. Hey man, uh, I'm coming around the corner in a second. I'll be able to see you face to face.
1: Oh, oh, dude, don't don't turn the corner too fast. You might break my new, really cool invention.
0: Oh no way! I really want to see it. Uh, I'm all right. Like I'm I'm pretty close to you, so maybe like five more seconds, and I'll be there. Okay. All right. Ta-da!
1: Oh my! Oh jeez! It's a positron converter. Oh my god! Your face. So. What it does is it takes a positron, which is already sort of like an anti-electron, into an actual anti-electron. And an anti-electron, of course, is antimatter. You look
0: like you've been melting.
1: It's going to react with regular matter to produce near-infinite amounts of energy.
0: You're like a Steve Buscemi cake that got left out in the sun. What has happened to your face?
1: Now, naturally, this needs to be contained within a magnetic field oh, so that it doesn't destroy bags under everything. bags your
0: eyes are going into your cheeks, and that's going into your chin, and your chin is going into some region that I don't think belongs on so a person. So I had to
1: design a new mag-harnesser, which is a that really cool invention no in better. and of
0: itself. Here, I'll take it out. That so hair this is, is like even worse. It just goes up in this weird cone thing. I think it's sentient. This is the mag-harnesser, and what it does is it uses
1: uses reverse neutron technology to just counterbalance the polaroids so that it can contain the black hole within.
0: Zane, I I legitimately am about to
1: throw up. Man, you look gross. Would you like to throw up into my new automatic barf
0: recyclator? Oh, I very much would.
1: Three, three, two, two,
0: one.
1: Got a blast! I think that's gonna be really good though <laughs> <laughs> you look like steve bushimi cake that got left out in the sun <laughs> uh, that's like what a great image man he, he looks so gross he's the melty thing, already like the
0: first steve, thing i saw steve and
1: bushimi I, should not melt in your mouth <laughs> no
0: he should melt in your hands though because <laughs> damn damn yeah, how else does he keep getting acting work? <laughs> <laughs> Casting couch, it's a thing. Yeah, oh, so, <laughs> the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's go behind the scenes of the show we're doing today. Alrighty, so we are the Carton Cast. That's right, we're the Carton Cast. Uh, I am Ben, and I'm Zane. We're your hosts, your beloved Carton Casters, and uh, we review old cartoons and see what we think of them. <laughs> now that we have a better We have a better critical lens through which to understand them. (laughs) And today, we're criticizing (laughs) Jimmy Neutron.
1: Neutron. Yes, this is uh, The Adventures of the Carton Cast. Boy Genius, Attorney at Law,
0: the series, and the Knights of Justice. Did you say Eternia at Law? Attorney. (laughs) Because you should have. Yeah. (laughs) This is apparently a longer title than just Jimmy Neutron. Yes. uh, It's It's colloquially referred to as Jimmy Neutron, but it's apparently, what is it?
1: The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius.
0: Power Hour. Yeah. So that's you know what's even weirder than that? What is that? It was first a, it was first a movie mm-hmm. and got turned into a show after the success because it was actually a pretty pretty critically acclaimed movie, generally received p- positive reviews for its demographic, which I can kind of see. Yeah. So I, I
1: I looked a little more in depth about this. So the movie. Jimmy Neutron boy genius uh came out in 2001 and now and the show is the adventures of uh that character and you know, his description
0: what, uh, their standards are ridiculous how is fighting aliens not an adventure <laughs> it's, it's really un really incredible um but um, that was yeah. that was
1: actually supposed to be the pilot for the series and they turned it into a movie instead um, was there a reason i think they just they were like so taken with it that they decided like no, we could absolutely release this as a movie, and it was nominated for, you know, an Oscar for Best Animated Film. Didn't um, it lose
0: to something like that way better, though? Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably do Shrek at some point. There's a lot to say about that. I quote it still, <laughs> and you know that's good. Yeah. I and... never, I very rarely quote Jimmy Neutron these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just less, it's less special than Shrek was in a lot of regards. Um Yeah. Yeah. Very very few donkeys. <laughs> almost almost none. They make up for it in llama quota though. Yeah. so um, why did you choose Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah. Um partly because of the very unique art style. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's CGI animated, yeah? Yeah, it it was actually I don't think it's something we've done before.
1: Yeah, it it's it was one of the early efforts. I don't want to go too much into it right now, but it's um, No, we'll get it later. It it's I thought it was pretty impressive for its time
0: it 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 definitely was cohesive it didn't look out of place i I know you think think it's garbage (laughs) the style really looks uncanny valley to me in some ways Mm -hmm. and all the characters look really disgusting in sort
1: of a laura haruna way yeah you mean like how sometimes they just animate like a photorealistic face and move the jaw
0: kind of thing it's weird because it's more realistic than, like, and I'm going to use this comparison a lot for this episode. It's more realistic animation than Fairly Odd Parents, mm-hmm. but the proportions are way worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, look at Jimmy's head versus his arms versus his hands. In the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, when his hands are such a bummer, <laughs> when Timmy goes
1: into Jimmy's world and they convert the animation style, mm-hmm. he is so gross. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. And Jimmy looks better when he goes into <laughs> yeah when he goes into Timmy's universe. It's just a more aesthetically appealing animation, yeah. you know? CGI it's... has some points, but we can get into them later. Yeah. Um, but the,
1: the TV show, the spinoff ran from 2002 to 2006. <clears throat> and it yeah. actually had its own spinoff called Planet Sheen. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> which ran from 2010 to 2013. Oh, shut up though. Which like <laughs> That never works. No, and didn't hear. I didn't watch any of it. I'm certain it's garbage. Both of these shows uh, were created by John Davis, who also directed The Ant Bully, the recent movie.
0: Yeah. um, I feel as though I've seen other stuff of his, but I can't place the name precisely. But, uh, you know, the direction is okay. I mean, we'll get into the plot structure. I think it's actually got a pretty good pacing for a show like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just hate the rest of it. (laughs) Not not even hate or not even the rest of it. It's just it's not I'm I'm judging it against Fairly Odd Parents. That's not fair. The parts about this show that are different
1: from the Fairly Odd Parents are generally worse. Are are the parts that are bad. (laughs) Right. They exaggerated Uh, a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh I am I am happy to finally finish the Jimmy Timmy power hour though. I feel as though maybe we should do a special feature at some point and just recap the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Ooh. And the second tempting. Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. That is very tempting. Turtles in Time. It's yeah. pretty great. <laughs> Get the turtle crossover. Sure. Uh, we should probably talk about Filbert as well. But <laughs> Zane, um, let's, like, yeah, let's talk about the plot, perhaps. <laughs>
1: so jimmy's not an average kid jimmy
0: isn't i actually wrote jimmy as an abnormal
1: kid <laughs> still no one understands
0: yeah but for good reason this time because he's <laughs> just he's he's a high functioning sociopath <laughs> whom is unreasonably accepted by everyone in his town right despite being an incredible risk to all of them on a regular basis like they make fun of him a lot
1: and they you know Oh, you're such a nerd! Or boys will you, be boys. <laughs> why are you bothering being so much smarter than us? Just go away. But like, it's really only Cindy pre- that does accepting that.
0: Giving how much crap
1: he, Zane, Cindy's
0: the only one who really takes him to task for that stuff, and <laughs> rightly so. And she's cast as the jerk. Right. This is well, a very patriarchal society. It's sort of like that uh,
1: relationship between uh, Zim and uh, Dib in Invader yeah. Zim. Yeah. Yeah, the like, Cassandra he's, truth. He's clearly dangerous.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's you know, the Shakespearean figure Cassandra. She would always tell the truth, but no one wanted to listen to her because the truths were too hard to swallow, mm. you know? Likewise, Dib is talking about aliens. Cindy is talking about this kid that everyone wants to love for a reason I don't understand. Yeah, but and... it's
1: not like an x file situation where the truth is out there. The truth's right there. He's advertising
0: the right there. it. Yeah, he's proud of it. <laughs> he loves it. But we're talking about him too much. Let's actually talk about the rest of the plot. May How does the plot I, transpire? Man, okay. So this basic plot arc is very consistent,
1: and I love. <laughs> yes. It. First, there's a problem, and it's it's not really even a problem. <laughs> it's something small, like there's it's a, school, a facet of life <laughs> there's, there's that you just learn to deal with. Yeah. There's a school assignment, or there's a chore, or his dad's embarrassing, or he's bored. sometimes he gets bored he flies in the face of man and nature and designs a ridiculous invention that could not possibly ever exist and it (laughs) solves the problem for like a couple minutes but then causes a much bigger problem
0: yeah i I feel like all of his tech is just harboring the sigma virus or something (laughs) because it all just goes haywire almost immediately yeah so and then jimmy has to solve this
1: bigger problem and he comes across the answer by thinking really hard <laughs> <laughs> and remembering something insignificant that happened earlier in the show, scaling yeah. it up and solving the other problem.
0: It's a little bit like a stupid high-tech version of Cased Closed, <laughs> yeah. Cased Closed in that regard. There's also a good Sherlock comparison to Jimmy, a bit. Um, so there, there are some parallels there. I totally agree with the plot that you've lined out. <laughs> I don't know why you like it, though. <laughs> it's. I know that you love consistency and all, but there's a line,
1: man. It's nice to live life without surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. There's. Like, he just doesn't learn. Like, he's so smart, but doesn't realize, like, this is not. These are not one, these are not problems that need solving. And two, this is not the way to solve them.
0: I, I feel like that would would be the bane of your existence. Don't you like watching reasonable people make good decisions? And that's the thing, is
1: that the other characters are reasonable. They um, stop they try to stop him at every point in the way.
0: Then, uh, let me let me go ahead and describe one of the characters in the show, okay? Alright. Weirdo. Person whom could not possibly exist in the real world has a fascination with some very, very strange offbeat hobby. Who am I talking about? Carl Weezer, Sheen, Sheen Estevez, Jimmy's dad, the dad, <laughs> <laughs> probably Miss Fowler. Although we never really, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't think they really, they don't really fight against him that much. I. I really do think it's just Cindy who really actively opposes his you know, Cindy Cindy's big
1: about it. Sometimes, you know, Carl or Sheen will say, Jimmy, this seems like a really complicated way of solving a very simple I don't problem. know,
0: yogi. And <laughs> classic sidekick, uh, naysaying, classic Watson.
1: Yeah. But yeah. but Cindy is really the she kinda sets the tone of the whole show. She actually says um something to the effect of like here we go again, complicating a perfectly good plan with one of your inventions.
0: Yeah, which yeah, she's my favorite character. Really? Yeah, because she's the only one willing to call him out on his bullshit. <laughs> Cuz he really is bullshit. Um yeah. I mean that's basically the plot structure. Yeah. You should you, do you do you have anything more to say about it?
1: No, I think I think that's it's just I went through and I actually decided to check and, and see how often the plot follows that very specific arc. <laughs> yeah? 12 out of 14.
0: Man. man, 12 times out of
1: 14, Jimmy's solving a problem that he himself caused. What were the other two times? Um, One time, Jimmy made a headband for his dad so he could compete in some picnic games. Okay. Um, But it was sabotaged by Cindy. And the other time, he was helping Sheen
0: look for his stolen Ultralord action figure. Hmm. It's interesting that Cindy sabotaged one of Jimmy's inventions. Yeah. I mean, you would think, and rightly so, that you could probably just leave him alone and it would blow up on its own. Or, like, turn his dad into a gorilla or something. (laughs) You know? Sometimes it needs sabotage. She probably made it work better, honestly. (laughs) She's not dumb. But no, let's, not uh, by any means. L- let's get into these characters. So I guess we should talk about Jimmy. Jimmy Neutron. Not not as good as Dave the Barbarian.
1: <laughs> yeah. E- what a gigantic head.
0: Uh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad looking. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you have to say about Jimmy? How how did you take his character?
1: Well, it's interesting that he's kind of um you know, he's functional. In a way,
0: yeah, he's a high-functioning sociopath. Certainly, like he is—he's trying
1: to, um, you know, solve problems or create problems or think about things. Everyone else is an actual character; they're not good characters. They're, you know, weird and wacky past realism. But
0: he—he's not interesting. He's—he—he's pretty uninteresting. Unless you took my tactic at Dislay at at um dissecting this character oh god so to talk about jimmy at least in my mind you kind of have to talk about his dad do you mind me jumping in there real quick so jimmy's dad timmy okay. Tim, jimmy? jimmy yeah sorry. jimmy james james's dad tell uh, me tell us
1: where he ranks on the great cartoon dad's list
0: it's you know it's such a great list <laughs> such heavy hitters i wouldn't know who to draft first but <laughs> this dad is pretty great um the best dads in cartoons are, of course, ineffectual and a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirder, the better, the more ineffect, Like, you want, you want a dad who could conceivably just be in his own rumpus room toying with something the entire time. You want a stew pickles. Yeah. You want uh, a... I mean, Dexter's dad is sort of not exactly like that, but, I mean, it's the same build. It's the same, yeah. like, caricature. This one's pretty good. He doesn't have a job, <laughs> from what I can tell. <laughs> um, and he toys around with duck figurines all day, and is okay. So the dad sort of interacts with Jimmy, but only on a very thin veneer, uh, skin deep level. Like mm-hmm. it, I never got the impression there's, that the dad liked Jimmy. Or there's cared no about
1: communication him. there.
0: No communication. He doesn't ever understand the implications of what Jimmy has done, and he only serves to talk about himself in these like <laughs> little diatribes that they go under. He's mm-hmm. like, "You know, when I was your age, I had an opportunity to make millions of dollars by investing in McSpanky's burgers. Uh, but I had some you have to have your priority straight and I did and that's how I came to be the man I am today. Please serve me some pie." Yeah, wasn't that a
1: plot point from Breaking Bad? Pie? No, the, like... Time travel? I could have spent a lot of money on this, but instead I did the priority thing.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the later seasons of Breaking Bad, and uh, he, uh, Walter White really uh, hates his decision from back then, which is why he's such a shitbird now. Right. Because he's trying to make up for lost time, which is sort of what the dad does as well, (laughs) but in the other direction. He's kind of (laughs) making up for his lost childhood, it seems like. Ah, I see. He's taking it very easy and doesn't take a commanding role in... uh, care of his kid you add that to a blatant you know uh misdirected sexual frustration you okay. know with his with his constant preoccupation with pie and what you have is a man who is clearly unfit to be a father which produces a son whom is so desperate for attention that he's willing to just do anything to get it wow man <laughs> you're not wrong no I mean, I'm, I'm not it's not even that far away
1: the the idea that Jimmy is just looking for attention really makes sense, because, like you said, his dad is is off in La La Land. His mom is just like, why can't you be normal and do this and do that, and and everybody else just kind of hates him. O- almost everyone hates him, except for the people <laughs> too
0: stupid to understand what's going on. Of course, we hate him though. Like <laughs> this is Oblina. We don't like this person. <laughs> they're too they're too up their own ass. Yeah. But it's the only way he, again, in a Sherlock way, it's the only way he has with interacting with other people is showing how much better he is than them because he never received that assurance from his parents.
1: Do you think on a subconscious level he sabotages his own inventions just so that he can save the day in the end? I, I do now. That's a really <laughs> good idea.
0: <laughs> because the only person who calls him out on that is Cindy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I agree. And when he's thinking, he's actually making a moral decision whether or not to just <laughs> let it all burn. <laughs> so
1: his brain blasts are... Yeah,
0: can we talk we about should, that for a second? I'm okay with that, but I want to just put this little note in here. What I just said, we're going to not continue on with that. We're going to continue on with that in mind, but we're not going to give it that much credit. But everyone who's thinking about it, just think about Think about if that's the case. Everything in the show very well. Everything in
1: the show makes more sense in that context. You're welcome. Refuses to acknowledge he's wrong, even when he's actively being proven wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, which, you know, hence his scientific endeavors and boastful personality, which showcase his, you know, unmet desire for approval and might have even drove him further into his studies. I mean, he is naturally gifted. Sure. But he's a little bit more prolific than maybe he otherwise would be. He might have bided his time and been a normal kid a little bit better. I think he might be some kind of mutant. (laughs) Like, remember
1: Gear from uh, Static Shock? Like, it wasn't just that he was smart. It's like the tech only worked because
0: he was, like, mutant or something. Because he was gay. That's not... Okay. I think that was, I think that was the plot point of that one. <laughs> um, speaking of which, and this is a total total offshoot, there was one episode of Static Shock called Jimmy, which was just a PSA for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. The greatest guns. episode. That was so good. <laughs> it's so self-serious in a context that really doesn't work with it that well. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... Yeah. What 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 else were we saying about Jimmy? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um so like the technology he designs is absolutely untenable.
0: Yes. This like, is
1: not a real place. No. This is
0: a co- this is a cousin skeeter universe. Replace science with magic and you have the fairly odd parents again. Right, but you know, again, a lot more horseshit looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but the the things he said, like the science, it looks he's like saying fairly odd parents are, that he just got out of
1: bed. The science that he says are actually like it's consistent. Like it's it's
0: a lot of the The time principles are consistent. Yeah, the principles. The inventions are untenable. Exactly. Okay. But um, oh, but his brain blasts. Okay. Yeah, we really
1: have to talk about those. This make so basically what happens is he's
0: in a bind. He needs to, and he you was know, way behind. <laughs> he's willing to make a deal he's willing to make a deal with satan that's probably what fosters most of his tech oh my god is he the devil did he, he make know he's with making devil? a pact he's making a pact with satan to be smarter than everyone else and you know yeah it, that that's why he consistently but, gets himself into so much trouble because the devil is trying to make so chaos and discord yeah devil's got to take his share this is one of those <laughs> monkey paw situations Absolutely, um, everything that you're doing is just furthering your, <laughs> furthering your master's ends. Yeah. Um, so but he is now a Satanist as well. Go on, <laughs> throw it in, throw it in. It's, it's good. not like he had enough
1: character on his own. We need to. That's true. We really have to inject him
0: with these like <laughs> philosophical offbeat, like <laughs> random cultist sensations and. DSM-4 <laughs> disorders. He's
1: going to take, like, apart from everything he's built and assemble it together, and it calls up Cthulhu. But I hope so. So what happens is, he, when he's in a problem, he, like, thinks really hard, and he says brain blast. Like, he's like, think of a problem, whatever. It's kind of like um like, back to Sherlock Holmes, it's like the Mind Palace kind of thing. Yeah, which... I like better than the Brain Blast, but not by much. The Brain Blasts make it seem like his super intelligence is just something he turns on when he needs it.
0: I I thought of it as sort of highlighting the difference between wisdom and intelligence. Oh, yeah? And I'll get more into that in tone, but this is not a person who possesses both intellect and common sense. He essentially has a lot of power, but he doesn't know how to use it, and any power that is undirected is has high potential for destruction i suppose so i mean um a, a lot of the
1: times like he, his inventions are stuff that he's seen recently and he just scales it up like uh you know you increase the static electricity or you build more robots or you know something like that or yeah you're levitating plates yeah hell yeah just scale it up but um You know, he has to be actively thinking about it. It's not something—it's not a subconscious knowledge that he has. He has to be like, okay, is there anything that uh, happened near me in the last 24 hours that could possibly bear relation to this situation?
0: You know, I'm surprised that you didn't bring it up. I'll bring it up, though, um, that this is sort of the difference between being a linear thinker and a lateral thinker. Whenever Mm. he has his brain blast, he's using other pieces of knowledge in a new way. But all of his, you know, intelligence and inventions are pretty much just following an idea to its logical conclusion. Right. It's not really linking it up with other ideas. So it may just be that he's incredibly prolific and technologically, like, he might just be a savant in this regard. Yeah. He's no real mathlete in the realm of (laughs) of logic. No, in imagination, really. The the building is fine. It might be that his brain blast is tapping into a normal person's ability to <laughs> laterally think. Yeah, because... He's, he's specced too hard for linear thinking.
1: Building the machines is not the issue. The issue is coming up with the idea. It's, the issue is the concept. You know, it doesn't help that every, like, revelation he has is one that he has to speak
0: out loud. I mean, that's the that's the Sherlock thing, right? I mean, he's his house is just full of Watsons. <laughs> yeah. It, um. it is a shame, though, that the power in this... Scenario is endowed upon the most immature of the lot. Yeah, Uh, he is impulsive. He's self-serving. He's spiteful and he's short-sighted. You know, this is not a good
1: person. (laughs) If he wasn't super smart, they would have gotten rid of him already.
0: Probably. Um, Um, I would like to point out. I sort of thought him as an Icarus parable as well. (laughs) You're you're getting everywhere. I I just like thinking about Icarus. (laughs) Yeah, cool. It's great. But uh, did you can can you see where I'm going with that?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, he you know he's constantly cursed by his own hubris. Yeah. Every time he tries to show off, boom gets gets hit with the old sunbeam.
0: Yeah. Only you know he doesn't learn his lesson because he doesn't fall to his death. That really would have that really <laughs> would have got stuck in his craw, don't you think? Yeah. He dies. He goes down and meets up with Satan. He's like, okay, I figured
1: it out. Learned my lesson. Can I? I can you send me back? I up? got it this time. <laughs> yeah Jim, jimmy just has that clone machine that just b- keeps bringing him back
0: maybe he yeah the same the same thing that superman has so that he can retcon whenever he was or was not in a place i thought he just had a bunch of robots that were also him <laughs> what
1: yeah superman had a bunch of superman robots that just are also were superman.
0: effectively superman i i know that they had their his super strength and flight and all that garbage but they couldn't think could they yeah yeah they could What's the point? That That's just <laughs> iRobot, then. <laughs> or AI. Yeah. So what else do we got about Jimmy?
1: Oh, uh, I just wanted to say regarding oh, yeah. his uh, brain blasts. Yeah, go ahead. Sometimes the thing he thinks back to, like the little Chekhov's gun that like, he has to remember to scale it up, mm-hmm. sometimes they reference stuff that he wasn't actually around for. Really? <laughs> yeah, like you see like Sheen and Carl doing something. And then he shows up. Plot but...
0: hole in Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> uh oh! Stop the presses. Somebody <laughs> in Jimmy
1: Neutron is logically inconsistent. <laughs> and it was Jimmy didn't write the show. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's actually really funny. <laughs> I feel like that's not a hard detail to to account for. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about a character who's remembering something from earlier. It seems a necessary step to see if they were there for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's sort of like when I was talking earlier. Do you remember? I was talking to that one guy. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess you wouldn't know that. Maybe he's
1: so smart that he can just infer what happened to other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all deterministic, I guess. So that's, that's pretty much it for Jimmy. Yeah, uh, I don't oh, really have too many vo- other characters to he, talk about. He's voiced by... Um,
0: this is a great name, Debbie Derryberry. All right, that is not a real name. <laughs> it's so good. That, that that is ridiculous in the best way. I, I I do you know what his profession is? No. Uh oh, what are those things? Uh, it's uh he's the gondolier of the Buckleberry Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Derryberry, but Buckleberry Ferry. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. You could that's a modern major general thing all over. <laughs> Absolutely, you Make could do a, it.
1: Give him a cartoon series or her, yeah. or whomever.
0: The misadventures on the Buckleberry Ferry of one Dairyberry Jerry, <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Oh, Jerry Dairyberry, they really messed that up. Like yeah, I, the Satanism thing, <laughs> the you know estrangement from his father thing. They could have gone in so many directions.
1: Yeah. Um, but, so uh, what other characters did you want to talk about?
0: I only really have the one other character, um, but if you want to talk about the other ones first, it's fine. Uh,
1: well, I I think I know what you mean the the ones that I kind of want to talk about are Carl and Sheen. Uh, don't you mean other Chester and other AJ? That's right. Um, <laughs> and it's actually they're just both other Chester. That's true. <laughs> 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 Which they're, is good because I pretty, never liked AJ. They're pretty interchangeable.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they're just. They're just there to be <laughs> unstoppable. They're just there to be jokes, they, I think. Yeah, they play the
1: role of comic relief in different ways. So Carl is usually like the butt of the joke and he's afraid of stuff. And Sheen is a more like typical random kooky character. And they just alternate being weird and stupid.
0: I think this is the worst facet of the show. I think these characters should have been normal people. Yeah, Well, the, the main
1: character was so functionary and annoying that they needed two comic reliefs to balance him out.
0: No, the, the main character was so subtly flawed and <laughs> de- self-destructive that they needed two straight men to highlight that contrast. You're totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I of mean, course, of course, I'm now pandering to, like, NC-17, <laughs> so maybe, maybe my way is not the best but way. But, yeah,
1: as I was watching, I thought, like, a lot of their lines felt like they could have been said by
0: either person. They're kind of interchangeable. They're interchangeable, and I think their dialogue is all pretty weak. Yeah, Um, but Carl. Sheen is is occasionally funny. Sheen's all right. Carl is
1: voiced by Rob Paulson. Yep. Really needs to stop crashing on our couch.
0: Like he left. Are you? He he didn't do the dishes. (laughs) You gonna tell him? He forgot to lock the front door. Can you believe that garbage? It's awful. That's how you get robots. Forgot to take out the garbage. That's how you get ants. That's how you get robots? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, they walk in the front door. They walk right all over you. Because Jimmy you doesn't learn the lesson. No? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I I don't care for him too much. I occasionally find Sheen humorous, just in the way that sometimes I'll pre- appreciate insanity. Yeah, Even if it's un- not in context. But yeah, and, I didn't like him most of the time. And, and Jimmy's dad is also sometimes funny in his randomness. Jimmy's dad is very funny when you just think of him as a terrible father <laughs> and he is a
1: terrible father
0: well cuz jimmy's dad all of his stories only serve to highlight his own weirdness and crippling egomania yeah and which in turn just shines a spotlight on jimmy i'm not so shocked I that jimmy
1: never learned how to socially interact with people
0: not surprising the apple does not fall far from the tree yeah which speaking of which i think isaac isaac newton right James mm-hmm. Isaac New James Isaac uh Neutron.
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense.
0: I believe that's where it came from. I think so. And I think Jimmy, of course, he was called Jim- James because they needed to be able to link together to the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Of which course. Which I will never stop talking about. <laughs> so we get used to it everyone. <laughs>
1: um so let's talk about your, your favorite character.
0: Okay. I there's not much to say about the mom. Um, although if I could focus more on her and you know, get even more freudian if you if everyone really wants Please to. Please do. Um I I don't think I actually will because I just didn't write any notes about it. But uh, <laughs> the, my favorite character is Cindy. Right. Whom yeah, this is like I said with the Cassandra thing earlier, she's interesting because she's a more down-to-earth version of Jimmy, which is maybe what would have happened if Jimmy had normal and nurturing parents. Yeah. Cause think about it. What do you do when you're ostracized? Is you you put yourself deeper into your work.
1: Mm-hmm. Cindy
0: doesn't do that. She's you know she's got looks. She's got a loving home. She's got friends. She's well socialized, which means maybe she didn't go as far in the whole science right. direction. But she is she al- very smart. She, yeah, she's also very smart. Mm-hmm. So she's got the gi- gifts that Jimmy does. She just doesn't have the you know adversity that he grew up with, which is right. why I think she's ultimately now getting outshined by him. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't want to be Jimmy over Cindy, though. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's awful. Ugh. Um,
1: Yeah, Cindy, I like Cindy. She's she's very forceful. You know, she's not content to just be this sort of stand in the background, you know.
0: She doesn't just watch Cousin Skeeter explain to the judge why he's going to be his own lawyer. Right. (laughs) And, like, just, you know, throw up her hands and just go, ugh. She actually does stuff to like actively combat Jimmy's bad ideas, yeah. Which everybody hates her for.
1: It's like um, you know that Twilight Zone episode where there's that kid who can send kid, uh, people to the to the, uh, corn to the cornfield and yeah. like do stuff with his mind.
0: Wasn't his name Jimmy? No, it was Johnny.
1: Jimmy. Right? Jimmy is that kid, and Cindy's the only one willing to try to stop him. And everyone else is like, no. It's a good thing you did that, Jimmy. No. We love Jimmy. We love those robots he built. Thanks, Jimmy. You're so smart.
0: We just have to make sure to be happy. That's all he wants. I like that the town is appeasing this madman who has threatened to destroy them all, and Cindy's just slow on the uptake. She just hasn't figured it out yet.
1: Well, he's never going to destroy her because they're secretly in
0: love. Shut up. They're 12 at most. They're actually probably like eight. Yeah. (laughs) But just shut up about it. I can't <laughs> handle it anymore. Yeah. I don't I don't want a weird Bugs Bunny boner. <laughs> we don't need it. The new Bugs Bunny Boner from Mattel. <laughs> Thanks, Mattel. <laughs> Delivering what we all need. <laughs> I I do look- Jimmy Neutron Pentagram. <laughs> Contact <laughs> the devil. <laughs> Jimmy would have a great job at like Acme.
1: Yeah, he really <laughs> would. <laughs> That'd be a great place to work because you get to have all of the Fun building the stuff,
0: but you don't have to be around when it goes haywire and your engineers apparently necessarily have to be more spiteful than any person working a normal <laughs> job, so there's that or just you know subconsciously self destructive either way yeah yeah i I really like her because you know everyone doesn't really like her that much, like the fan base seems to hate her, finds thinks that she's such a jerk, she's not really a jerk, no. She's just telling Jimmy, this is a bad idea. You do this shit all the time. Quit <laughs> it. It always ends badly. How do you not get this? And everyone else is just like, yeah, but look at all the pretty lights. <laughs> and I love a piece of fiction where the American way and everybody's special and you just have to be honorable is not the correct answer. Right. Do you, like in Game of Thrones, they constantly bring up – no, honor will get you killed in this circumstance. You have to make the hard choice. Mm-hmm. Um, 300 did it as well. You know, that they, they kill infants on birth whom are misshapen because it's going to weaken the standing forces. It's going to weaken the society. So they get rid of them. And it's not morally correct, but it has a practicality to it that is underrepresented in fiction. And Cindy represents that practicality. I know you want to be inventive. I know you want to, you know, let your imagination and your creativity soar even though you don't really have any. But it's not going to be good. <laughs> right. It's going to turn out bad. <laughs> Please learn that. So then we
1: should attribute social Darwinism to Jimmy as well? Just kind of give him this whole bowl of just awful characteristics?
0: He would be the first hundred entries in the Darwin, uh, the Darwin, what is it called? Darwin the Darwin Awards. Awards? Yeah, when yeah. You,
1: you remove yourself from the gene
0: pool. <laughs> yeah, by being o- aggressively stupid. Yeah. What is he, do you have a favorite one of those? He's productively stupid. Um.
1: Yeah, that's true. I I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure I'll look some up later.
0: There's this one, Uh, just because I like filling time with offshoot things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> There was this one Darwin Awards thing where uh, this woman wanted to get a tan really quick, but there's safeguards in place when you go to a tanning place saying, you can't do this repeatedly for eight hours a day. You're going to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So she booked with, like, eight different tanning places and got them all on the same day and cooked her internal organs. Wow. Listen to the science. Yeah. We don't make it up. Yeah. <laughs> there are reasons that there are these rules.
1: We're not Jimmy. We're not just making this up.
0: We're not just making it up and actively trying to kill ourselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cindy is played is voiced by Carolyn Lawrence, who plays Sandy Cheeks on SpongeBob.
0: Yeah, I like this voice match better than Sandy, but I didn't really like Sandy's character that much. Right. Which, if you think about it, squirrel Texan underwater—that's pretty weird, right?
1: That's a fish out of water situation.
0: That's <laughs> that's a that's, a, that's ah, it's the exact double opposite. Double negative. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it ma- it mathematically works out. Mm-hmm. jimmy could make it happen <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah that that's all i have to say for characters they're not very interesting yeah unless you take it my way
1: yeah i mean if you try and <laughs> think of how this could possibly happen in the real world and then also make allowances for satan worship yeah <laughs> it's fine <Which> you do
0: <laughs> if you're us you do you want to get into the tone and genre sure um what well, we,
1: we already kind of said that um it follows kind of a standard cartoon world. You know, you've this got is, your standard sidekicks yeah. and love interests and the teacher's annoying and the parents are clueless. The only difference is the main character is a super genius.
0: Yeah, what happens to have terrible common sense? Yeah. Like, this show is a real thesis on the difference between wisdom and intelligence, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, he's smart, but he has almost no common sense. And intellect without wisdom is far more destructive than neither.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's telling that the, the science is, like, they clearly knew somebody, at least, like, brought in somebody who understood <laughs> science, because the the things that they're saying are true, in general. They brought
0: general. In from somebody from, like, Gurren Lagan or something. <laughs> they brought in Leron.
1: <laughs> it's true because it's cool. Deal with
0: it. Yeah, look at all them, look at all them spirals, though. Spirals are great.
1: Yeah. But I think... You know, it, it's it's not a realistic world. And it's also, everyone's insane in their own degree. Yeah, Self-absorbed, obset- this is a world of the ego.
0: Uh, I agree. And it's weird that we've done two shows about ego back to back. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely an emphasis on weirdo characters for their humor and relatability, as opposed to the emphasis being on Jimmy, which is, I think, the more interesting psycho- psychological choice. Mm-hmm. Because the show focuses on him, but they don't really focus on his like, on his quirks. No, not not really. They don't really focus on his psychology. He, he's he's kind of a one note thing. He's egotistical, and that's just about it. Yeah, not I'm not sure what else to say about it. Eh, I don't really have much else to say. Um, they it they is do it. pretty standard Nicktoon fare. They moral it up at the end of the story. Yeah. Um, <sighs> you know, in a way that is a little inconsistent with his character. I because think I he never learned. He doesn't ever learn. Yeah, it's it's a real you know, Asop amnesia sort of situation. I I don't know if I don't know how you would fix for that.
1: I wouldn't. <laughs> um, there there are some funny moments. There's some oh, yeah. Um, yeah um, they, they slip some stuff in. Like uh, in one scene, Sheen you know wants to say something random, so he's like you know who would win in a fight, Bigfoot or a Komodo dragon. And then the next okay. scene. The next scene has uh, Jimmy's dad reading a newspaper that reads um, "Bigfoot KOs Komodo in six, <laughs>
0: which I really liked. <laughs> That's another thing about the about the Nicktoon dad. There's this really funny thing where they are perfectly reasonable. Like they're doing mundane things in a crazy world and treat it with nonchalance. <laughs>
1: and and the thing you you mentioned before that a lot of these characters have really weird, very specific hobbies. They're not normal hobbies. Yeah, he, they're like Doug in that way. He's they love with, the banjo. Yeah, the banjo. <laughs> they love nematodes. beats. It's uh, Carl loves llamas, mm-hmm. and uh, Sheen loves his Ultra Lord action figure.
0: They these guys really belong in Bluffington, don't they?
1: Everyone here is obsessed. Everyone here's got yeah. a pretty glaring personality. Except well, Except Except for, Cindy. Cindy. for
0: Except for Cindy. Cindy's the only reasonable one.
1: <laughs> the, I love the, that. The, the adventures of Cindy Vortex, reasonable human being. As, as she as she watches the world go crazy around her and is unable to convince them otherwise. Ben, she's not going crazy. She's going sane in a crazy world. Uh, Zane. Her last name's Vortex. That's great.
0: <laughs> That's really good. Yep. Sheen also sounds like an onomatopoeia. I didn't have a different place to put that. Fair enough. Next. <laughs> do you have any more do you have Moving anything on. else on tone?
1: Not uh not particularly. I think um you know, you're you're always reminded of this sort of unrealisticness. Mm. The,
0: I think the dog contributes to that a bit. I, I honestly didn't pay any attention to the dog. Yeah. So he, j- he, I think it's this... just because we're a little bit older than the show and the dog might as well be Siri now <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's He doesn't j- have an AI. Yeah, so Jimmy's got this rocket dog named Goddard. Yeah, who is that for? That's that's a famous something. Frank
1: Goddard, he's he, the rocket man.
0: I think it's going to be a long long time. He he yeah, he invented the rockets. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he discussed it with pauses in between his speech thank you to make it more dramatic um but uh, you yeah, know no like he he's a- around
1: and he just always like you're uh, when i'm watching jimmy like in the classroom or walking around and he's got his dog with him it's mm. just a constant reminder that
0: the, the, this is not Satan's a normal satan has got world. his eyes everywhere
1: Satan's got his, right evil possessed dog <laughs> this, this, it's no, it's no, not a normal spy. that it's not a normal show that even if yeah. he wanted to, he couldn't solve these problems in a realistic way.
0: Well, he's creating problems that his world can't deal with. He's ahead of his time. You in know, a, in, a, in a little bit of a way, it's not exactly his fault. He was just born a century too early.
1: Mm-hmm. And I also want to point out that Goddard is voiced by Frank Welker, who keeps mm. voicing things that don't seem like they need voicing.
0: I, I don't know, man. I think that... Um, I think that uh Nibbler was actually really good.
1: Nibbler was fine, faffy a little left, so
0: yeah, it's just barfing noises. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> and this is just some barking noises. you know it's it's funny that we mention now that um it seems like well, I actually mentioned it, but I kind of wanted to ride my momentum uh it's funny that we mention I mentioned that Jimmy is kind of a century before his time because uh think about how destructive the um the process of scientific advancement can be. It's Mm -hmm. not exactly, it's not an unknown concept in fiction that sometimes you'll have an organization whose job it is to mitigate the pace of scientific advancement because of how destructive process (laughs) it is. Ooh, I like that. Now, if it's just one person doing it, of course that's going to be destructive, but we don't have any fail safes in this universe to account for it.
1: Mm -hmm. So everybody's going at their own pace.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it it's not necessarily Jimmy's fault. He just doesn't have the foresight to realize that he is potentially creating problems that no one can deal with. Right, especially because Which a lot is of why eventually, you know, him facing the adversity of all these problems is just going to sort of transform him into some sort of like technological warrior where he can. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I I wanted to put it somewhere. It really is like it might as well be magic. Might as well be a magic warrior. <laughs> Zane, do you want to see a Timmy Jimmy back-to-back, like, uh, you know, Rush Hour-style magical warrior segment? Magitech? Yeah, absolutely. The Jimmy Timmy Magitech segment? I, You know, I generally like it whenever a magician and a technomancer meet and are forced to acknowledge the other one's uh, abilities. Hmm which is weird cuz i don't like magic when i can get away with tech. I feel like in those
1: sort of crossovers, one of them is always way more useful than the other. Think so? Or at least, you know, more consistently done. I don't know.
0: Well, maybe, but you do need the rules in order to limit the magic. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um. I can't get over how good the rules are for a magic system. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i that's what i want out of every magic setting, just right on the front page.
1: Yeah. It's weird that the magic is more constrained than Jimmy's science.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yet
1: yeah, <it> is <laughs> anything is possible with science, kids. Except you know, well, in real again, life, again
0: realize that his science is fueled by Satan. Of course. So you know you can't compete with Satan. <laughs> it's a it's a good thing that we can't
1: compete with Satan.
0: <laughs> he 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 must have like. Satan must have like a non-disclosure agreement <laughs> with, with Jimmy and Timmy can't fuel his magic with Satan which is why it's got more rules involved. Yeah. So, uh shall we move on? Animation?
1: Yes. So this is really gross. Very different. This looks horrible. This is I, I everyone's melting. <laughs> I enjoyed it actually.
0: Everyone's melting and all of their hair is like like, plastic factory molded to their heads. See, I think... It's so gross. I think
1: the problem... I think the way that you viewed it it, as was, this is like the hand-drawn animation that you're used to, but way uglier. I took it as, this is just like claymation, but way more fluid.
0: I, I took it as, like, you know, this is past his prime Supo. Getting in touch with new tech and just making making a new generation of lumpiness. <laughs> I mean, it it was pretty
1: impressive stuff for its time. Um, even though apparently they used pretty standard equipment, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I I felt like there was this great sense of depth in 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 the environments that I didn't see in in a, a lot of other animation styles.
0: Now, by environments, what do you mean?
1: Um, just the backgrounds, you know, they're at the school or they're in the park. The, in a in a, another animation style, you might see, you know, uh, they the lines converge. There's clearly things are smaller in the background than they yeah, are in the generally foreground.
0: Generally, stuff will be in in kind of obvious 2D. Yeah,
1: but here it's really Like the shading is spot on. Things interact with each other in a really natural way. I thought it was a really good step forward for its time.
0: I don't know. I I think that where you are seeing a good step forward, I am seeing Uncanny Valley. Sort of like the PlayStation era of graphics, where, you know, everything, they are going forward into a new dimension. <laughs> but there's a learning curve, and I don't think they did it terribly well. Specifically, I think that the models, the character models, look really bad.
1: Yeah, they have these huge heads
0: and these tiny little legs. The proportions are garbage as well, but I just think they. I don't know how to describe it other than aesthetically unappealing.
1: (laughs) Even given their proportions, Jimmy's head is obnoxiously big.
0: Yeah, and they call him out on it. Yeah. Or rather Cindy does, because everybody else is just like, eh, boys will be boys. Beat it, football head. (laughs) I I do think that despite the characters looking worse, you can portray a surprising amount of emotion, Mm. uh, a surprising amount of the emotional spectrum through... Uh, through the CGI graphics, yes, because you can see. I, I I wrote it down somewhere. There's the the way I put it was you can kind of see a slower transience through each emotion. So if Jimmy is getting disheartened, like his shoulders will slump and his head will roll forward and his like jaw will slacken and he'll his eyebrows will like yeah. There for,
1: there's more there's
0: points of the sampling rate is higher to. <laughs> express this uh this emotion yeah there's there's more points where
1: movement can happen i'm trying to think of the word what's that word frames no it starts with like an i uh
0: iteration yeah
1: iteration there's a lot of points of iteration where movement's possible
0: yeah like they just kind of have a higher frequency for it um and i i do think that that is pretty strong you know, it it's not as though the cartoons we've done so far have been full-on anime stock still, nothing <laughs> happening when they're not talking. Right. But this is, this is certainly a bigger step away from that, and it's, you know, they didn't really do a lot with it, but they could have. Yeah, I mean— And when that's they're, still
1: impressive. A lot of it is they're standing around talking, gesturing, and they do that fairly well. They look really stupid when they're running. Yeah, I actually kind of like when they run. <laughs> they look like like they know what their bodies are
0: supposed to be doing, but they barely cover any distance. Yeah, it's it's a South Park run. It's pretty it's pretty amusing because of <laughs> how out of place it looks. <laughs> and they do this they do this thing where they pan the camera up as they start running, so you can't tell that they're not moving anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks as though they've approached their destination when in fact you're just showing less of the inter. In, in the interviewing space that's neat yeah i feel like that happens a lot um yeah W well, do you have anything else to say about the cg the cgi
1: um well i have another point of similarity with um you know timmy and fairly <laughs> okay. odd parents in that you can always see everyone's teeth
0: man fucking teeth <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere yeah the, I mean, these are the only teeth that can gross out other teeth. They got shiny combine teeth, Combine, like, though. eight bits. They do. <laughs> do you want to put that theme in again? Absolutely. I'll, I'll send it over. <laughs> yeah, this, man, I I don't know what the preoccupation with Nick is with teeth. Is it just Nick-wide? It's, I don't know. I think I like it. <laughs> but it might be Stockholm Syndrome. It's just so aggressively incorporated into my, into my life now. <laughs> Um, I did want to say also that CGI does make for some pretty compelling special effects, which are not infrequent in this setting. Right, because you You'll have, have crazy lightning inventions. and like lava and you know electricity and like binary garbage going everywhere, and it it frequently looks pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So that's one point for them over Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> in a scoreboard, which is heavily tilted on the other side.
1: Ten points for Fairly Odd Parents for not looking melty.
0: For not, for not actively disintegrating when I watch them. <laughs> Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> no! What do you want? I'm just standing here. You are, are the you chosen sure? one! <laughs> I have the high ground, Jimmy. Take my hand. Yeah, it, these are bad references. We're not linking them back into what we're talking about at all. No. Um, shall we jump to audio? I wanted to say one more thing, just as a bit of philosophical wanking, Mm -hmm. which is, if you really want to reach that far, the fact that it's about a boy genius who is gross enough that I feel the need to comment on his grossness over the fact that he's smart, (laughs) it's a little bit telling as my quality, uh, as to my quality as an audience, (laughs) that I'm prioritizing his looks over his smarts. You're just like the rest of us, Ben yeah i'm i'm not I'm not that special i you ever wonder when people watch advertisements if they're thinking the exact same thing you are, which is there's no way that I'm going to be coaxed by this there's... everyone thinks that they're immune to it isn't that weird i i I remember
1: from my psych courses it's actually worse the more resistant you think you are to that kind of uh, effect the mm. more susceptible you actually are.
0: It's just it's just proximity. You're thinking about it more, so it gets more screen. It gets more it, 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 <laughs> screen it, time in it your gets brain. More screen time in your brain. Yeah. A yeah. Little bit.
1: We zoom. We zoom into your brain. We see the neurons pulsing, and yep. uh, there's brain
0: blast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we see everything there. Yep. We see Generally, all that advertisements. Just a few neurons. Sometimes they're firing, sometimes they're not. He's, he's brain blasting, and like he has to like wait through an ad or like click, you know, skip skip to video.
0: There, there's a weird, weird little bit in his physiology where it doesn't seem like there's anything protecting his brain from the inside of his ear. <laughs> you could just go in there like really easy. I think there's supposed to be stuff in the way, but it just kind of fades to black, which makes me think that there's nothing in the way. This
1: moment of inspiration brought to you by McDonald's. we work
0: for mcdonald's now yep go buy a hamburger we work for mcspanky's spanky yeah that that's the franchise in that in that world oh it's their honker burger oh god Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's called mcspanky's that's really bad classic nicktoons nicktoons you love butts (laughs) (laughs) just admit it just admit you have a problem (laughs) yeah yep so let's talk about music and sound a little bit. Sure. So I uh, I noticed actually that they're, they've done something that I don't know if I've categorized before, which is there's a lot of different genres of themes for different genres of the show. Like if the show is doing an action thing or a high stakes thing, it's usually like a surfer rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly complete with like the whatever the hell that instrument is. There's a little piano thing for his brain blast. I don't remember exactly yeah, no, what it I, is. It's I, something classic. I know what you're thinking of. It's it's definitely a sort of... It It definitely pulsates. Generally, a trombone will happen whenever Carl is around. <laughs> you know, I mean, brass and comedy do fairly well alongside one another. So oh, that's sure. that's fairly relevant. But, you know, it's not like I didn't have a problem with it in case closed when it was all just great jazz but it it is a nice little bit of distance from the scenes yeah. it helps it helps remove them a little bit and you know how i say in uh in chalk zone it didn't really help pace itself well because the music was although cool it was monotonous yeah Here it does pace itself well it, it does you can kind of get swept into the action a little bit
1: it it balances out balances out an otherwise very formulaic and homogenous show
0: yeah i like the uh there's i I call it the resolution oboe that happens (laughs) whenever his dad goes into crazy stories (laughs) which is which is pretty which is pretty nice
1: to listen to um the main thing that i noticed uh was about the character's voices they jump pitches a lot how do you mean so they'll 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 start a sentence normally but then they'll accent more words as they get toward the
0: end uh, oh, you don't mean like a grumble thing?
1: No, it, they um, they just sort of speed up and get louder as they move through their sentences.
0: Rawr. And that, yeah,
1: and a lot of them have this weird <laughs> verbal, tick verbal tick or yeah. this nasaliness, especially Miss Fowl. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so. Rawr, class. You've well, got- I mean, we can kind of relate to that. You've got to finish
1: your book report. <laughs>
0: Rawr complete with arm motions <laughs> she's kind of fun to watch <laughs> another another teacher that belongs in Bluffington yeah absolutely <laughs> very chicken themed
1: chicken themes are against the rules
0: yeah, um, yeah I, I don't have anything else to say about the music there's just not that What'd you how'd, know it's how'd you standard feel on, Nicktoon fare how'd you feel on the theme song pretty bad. Yep. <laughs> yep, didn't like it. Didn't like it even a little bit. Uh apparently that guy used to be a lead singer of some Canadian band, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see too much interesting about it. Um you know, it the the most prominent facet of his career is that he did the Jimmy Neutron theme. Wow. What a great career. Oh, and his stage name is Star Crunch, like the <laughs> like the hostess snack cake. Those are delicious. And I'm wondering if they asked him to do the theme because it's like, hey, stars, that's science, that's <laughs> Jimmy. I wouldn't doubt it. It's close enough. <laughs> um,
1: So some of the episodes I actually watched on Double Speed. I saw that. Um, I
0: saw that a couple of them were like that.
1: Yeah, so I guess... For copyright or whatever, some of the episodes yeah, you up used on... to have
0: to do it under underneath ten minutes, unless you had you know a, a deal with YouTube or something,
1: something like that. But they're at double speed, and it's like it's not bad. No, <laughs> like, it's pretty okay. You get all the same beats. You cut out a lot of the like sound effects while people are looking at each other in a weird way.
0: You uh, you listen half the time that you otherwise would. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge advantage. <laughs> it's a pretty big bonus <laughs> in my book. <laughs>
1: Uh, i I didn't Uh, didn't start out disliking this show as much as i do now but you've really you really
0: converted me on this i'm I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty influential (laughs) i've got the (laughs) satan thing working for me too um yeah you know what i uh i think the reason that i dislike it as much as i do is because i've seen it done better with a more adult mindset and it's you know not fair to judge it on other terms i think we've talked enough about how it kind of fails in its own demographic yes but uh Barry Ween did the whole thing way better. The kid scientist thing, boy, Barry Ween boy genius. Same title, but it was a comic book. Co- everybody who's listening, um, if anybody, everybody, if anybody, Barry Ween boy genius. It's like if South Park met Jimmy Neutron, and it's just so much better. <laughs> it's it's. Irreverent humor, it's all focuses on the development of this child who's barely functioning in society and just has to bide his time because people do not accept how smart he is. Yeah, I think And it's the cool aspect of this of this kind of character. The the
1: genius character I really think works better when they are berating the people around them rather than seeking their approval.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's better as a Sherlock than a Jimmy. <laughs> Which I feel like Jimmy's just a unit of measurement, isn't it? Doesn't it seem like one? Those are sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sprinkle some Jimmys. Uh, closing yeah. closing remarks. I have a I have a couple things. Which is uh, I don't know if you saw this. Go on YouTube real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you familiar with those YouTube poop things? Uh, in what sense? So there's like these this weird phenomenon where YouTube will like mash up some cartoon from some other place and like re uh refilter all the dialogue in such a way as to make the thing completely bizarre and unwatchable. This is not quite that bad. It's called Jimmy Neutron Happily Fam- Family Family ha- uh, It's Jimmy Neutron Happy Family Happy Hour. And it's only like a minute long. I urge you to watch it right now and express what you're feeling. On mic. Okay, let's see here.
1: All right, opening on an. Oh God, what am I looking at?
0: <laughs> First, read the comment, just like the thing that the guy wrote. I think it's like based on a dream I had once. You he shot her.
1: Then what am I looking at? <laughs>
0: just keep watching.
1: <laughs> oh my God! It like this is even grosser. <laughs> this is like not by much. Like, when I say computer-generated in Jimmy Neutron is good, I mean, keep watching. this is awful. Ben, <laughs> I'm kind of scared for my life right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all kinds of horrifying. <laughs> it's very unnerving.
1: <laughs> so, right now he's being attacked by a pizza? That's right. The Which pizza's is aggressive. <laughs> with... Actually, reminds me of an episode (laughs) where the the villain, was an evil ghost robot
0: pizza. (laughs) Okay, that's it. So, how did you enjoy that? (laughs) It's awful. I'm gonna look at some (laughs) other ones later. (laughs) One of that's the only one I'm aware of. One of the comments for it, uh, I thought was really funny. Which was, I mean, most of it is this weird, like, uh, Brony Defense Academy. What? Yeah, we're like, a lot of people are, like, just hating on bronies being sensitive, and there's a bunch of people who, you know, don't understand the rules of YouTube and are like, shut up, no, we're not sensitive, (laughs) you know, in just a manner that's sure to get bullies to step off. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the comments that was actually good was just that it only said, five nights at Freddy's, three leaked. (laughs) Which (laughs) I think is a pretty apt way to describe this video. (laughs) Uh, So go check that out. That's the kind of research I do for the show.
1: really really equitable workload ben
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i had a dark segment if you didn't if you didn't mind please do so this is Jim, jimmy gets so far down into his you know uh he he realizes how much he's withdrawing from society and says i'm i've got to maintain a i've got to be a real person i can't just withdraw entirely i have to get back to a good mental state and be an ethical person because he always tries to be do the right thing at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. Um, and he says goddard i need you to take data to make me a more reasonable like more of a person more of a personable person try to figure out what makes me ethical like this and Goddard's response, because he's got the Sigma virus, because all of his inventions do, is to bring all of his family and friends in front of him and execute them one by one, oh. saying, does this please you, creator? Does the knowledge please you? Oh, man. <laughs> so, I don't know why I felt like this one required a dark segment, but there you go.
1: <laughs> I think it's reasonable. I think, I
0: think that's fine. Yeah. Yep, the evils of quantis- quantization of a qualitative uh, qualitative idea. Yep. He, yep. Oh, he, he, uh.
1: <laughs> Did, Did I just hit you too much darkness at once? This Jimmy guy. <laughs>
0: Man, this Jimmy fellow. He's
1: a real rough character. <laughs> he's
0: a real rough customer. I
1: want to watch Timmy again. I miss him.
0: Timmy's good natured.
1: I want Timmy to go into this show and replace Jimmy, and everyone's just cool with it. And he just he hangs out with them. Nothing bad happens.
0: <laughs> I like a little facet that uh, Cindy actually crushes on Timmy when he visits from his parallel universe. Really? Because Timmy's actually a reasonable person. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Normal. Normal.
1: Horrible. An average
0: kid. Bulbous. Ten year old. Yeah, he's he's like mutated, but he's like at least his parents his parents care about him. I can't. His I... godparents, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. Anything? Anything else? I don't have anything else. Um, yeah. So. So to conclude,
1: go watch the Fairly Odd Parents.
0: Go watch the Fairly Odd Parents again. Special special emphasis on Jorgen Von Strangel, whom does not have a counterpoint in this, and that should tell you everything you need to know about how much we like Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm glad we watched it. It's the, the animation style alone well, it made it a worthwhile uh, uh, jaunt. Jaunt, thank you. I couldn't think of a word. Anyway, um, next time we are going to do Tom Goes to the Mayor as a even weirder animation style. I'm
1: really excited for this. Me
0: too. Rats off to you. I, I and... I, all I did
1: was like glance at the Wikipedia page and <laughs> man, just seeing the images again brought back so much.
0: I saw a Rats off to image somewhere recently and it wasn't in any way related to a Like, I wasn't researching Tom Goes to the Mirror. It's just like something I wandered across in internet land. So, you know, apparently you were not the only person who only got that out of that show. (laughs) I love Um, it. Rest assured, we will both be watching that episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, so that's what we're doing next. And then back to our famous bootleg segment. Happy anniversary. We've done 10, which means we've, you know, we've paid our blood money to Satan and he's rewarding us (laughs) with, uh, with, with another boot with another animated movie. That's correct. Um, so we're going to be returning to our bootleg segment which Zane, why don't you let us what, to help tell us what that's about for anyone who doesn't know.
1: Uh so we're going to go in depth into an animated movie, follow the plot rather than, you know, the satan worshiping. <laughs> and this time <laughs> Although... we are going to check out The Corpse Bride, the yep. uh, the Tim Burton film. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to call it, you know, the great film or the masterpiece or just, uh, it was a what film.
0: films. Yep. I have it's not seen a movie seen it? from him that wasn't Nightmare Before Christmas, so it's hard to rank.
1: I've actually neither. I, I haven't seen either of them. Oh, okay. But I am familiar with Tim Burton's work
0: and Johnny Depp's work, so. Yeah. Should, should be pretty cool, and I look forward to a, a movie that is geared to a different demographic. Yes, absolutely. A little bit older demographic. We're going to be two, doing two shows back-to-back that are focused on maybe what our age group is supposed to be rather than what we actually are. Which so, is good, because that be means that we won't
1: have to, you know, import the Satan-worshipping and social destruction.
0: No, it's right there. We'll have to import some, like, idealism, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> or Ugh. whatever the old-person version of Satan-worshipping is. That mess. Yeah. Um, is there any, like what's the what what appeals to an old person demographic in terms of animation anything in
1: terms of animation looney tunes yeah, an,
0: that, i'm not just talking about like stuff that they knew when they were kids oh i mean i guess you don't really care about fiction or anything like that maybe you don't care about anything like that at that age or maybe you just i don't know
1: well if if you know what old <laughs> people like in in terms of animation drop us a line Leave yeah. us a message, comment, review, etc. on all the major channels.
0: Yeah, if you uh, if you happen to know extensively about either corpses or brides, mm-hmm. Or Tom comment. or Mayors, Yeah, if you know about one of those four things, uh, comment on our Facebook page and or website without context. <laughs> we will assume what we will about which show you're talking about and which one of them you're obsessed with. And you'll be unhappy about how it turns out. All right, and... Until next time. Got a blast. I think it's gonna be a long, long time. To touch town, bring me around again and find I'm not the man they think I am. Oh no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man.
1: Burning out his fuse out here alone.